0: from LA, Inglewood okay. to be specific. It's like a predominantly black neighborhood and now it's changing and it's a little, like a lot more Hispanics are coming in. And I just think it's so fascinating because like one of my neighbors, um, she was saying how like when she first moved in, like she's an older lady, of course, like she was one of the first black people to move in and it used to be all white. So like I'm seeing this transition and growing up with it. Um, and so yeah, I went to school there from like, when I was a baby to when I was in sixth grade and then seventh grade, I went to predominantly white high school called Chadwick Palace Palos Verdes. And so it was interesting looking at, like having those two different communities, but like they both really shaped me, like in I think the best way possible.
1: How so, how do you think they shaped you?
0: Well, I feel like I got, I legitimately got the best of both worlds because I came from like, a poor background and in a community where people had less, I appreciated my opportunities, but then I also got the experience of going to school and dealing with people who had wealth and I just feel like I've got like a really holistic experience. Like I got a good education, but then I was because I came from the community that I came from, I was able to Look at race and culture with a different perspective, and I was able to like address problems like when I saw them. And I don't know. I think I like when I look back on. I think I navigated both the worlds really well. Um, I had when I was younger. I it was much harder for me to deal with the black community. Like I was picked on because my hair is long and curly, and they're like, "You're not really black." And I'm like, "What? I am black. Are you <laughs> kidding me?" And yeah, I just picked off like a lot of things. Like I was super skinny when I was younger. So I used to associate like negativity with the black community. And then when I went to to my predominantly white school, um, I was celebrated and people thought my hair was great. And it was, I was really cool and they loved my style and they loved that I was skinny and all this stuff. So for a long time, I associated negativity with blackness and positivity with whiteness. But I'm not sure exactly at what point, but I think it was at the point when I learned what it meant to like love myself and love where I came from that um, I realized that that's a misconception and I have to like broaden my thinking and understand why people would have problems with me because of the way that I look. Um, so yeah.
1: Now, if, if I remember for a minute, what did it take for you to love yourself? what was there like a key event in your life where it was like man like this is it or was it just like over time this change Um, sort of took place
0: i can't remember a specific event the only thing that comes to mind is um i'm not sure if you're familiar with the singer Azalea banks Mm -hmm. but she came out with this song and i was i believe um 10th grade going to 11th grade and it's called licorice and it is the only it was the first time i ever saw a dark skin brown skin female artist like just talk about her skin color and loving and embrace it like she associates her skin color with liquor like black licorice and it's just like it was an influx of like self-love and i just thought it was so cool and so empowering and then i started realizing like hey like I'm really cool like I love my skin color I love being a black girl like I love all these things about me that society has told me not to like and I think that's where like I've gained my strength over time is because I have this quote-unquote adversity but I'm able to overcome it and so yeah I think that was a big part of me learning how to love myself and love my background because I don't think I always did I didn't always appreciate it and always look at okay, why is it that um, people value light skin over dark skin? Why is it that people value curly hair over kinky hair? And then I started understanding those things more and understanding, okay, well, those girls, they probably didn't hate me specifically, but they've been taught to hate me because society pits us against each other.
1: Hmm. Hmm. Going back to that idea of you associating negativity with, black skin or black people, um, do you still have that type of feeling?
0: Um, this sounds really odd, but I think it's negative in like an empowering way. Like, I think, I don't think there's anything wrong with associating darkness with like otherness and something that might not be the best, but finding the beauty in that like celebrating the beauty in the things like not everything has to be like perfect and nice and sweet and clean and all that stuff like that a lot of times we associate with whiteness but there's beauty in darkness and in the adversity that comes with that negativity like I think it's it's, the story of black people is really beautiful and I think it's really interesting and um so I don't know i I don't want to say I necessarily associate with negativity, but I think the negative things that have happened are just indicative of um, the hurt that has been placed on this community by oppressors.
1: So you had a lot going up. You had a lot of different things going on inside your head, it sounded like, you know, just trying to make sense of yourself and like how the people around you treated you. Is this something you took on by yourself? Or like did you, were you able to like talk to your parents or like family members about it? Or is it something you just toughed out? Um, or did you I feel think, you could talk to family members about it? Maybe a better question.
0: I think it, a lot of it, it came from within because although like my family never like explicitly said it, there was always like microaggressions against like my skin color. Because like, I am one of the darker ones in my family. And, or just like, against other people, like when when my cousins would get dark over summer, people would say like, oh, you're getting dark. And it was like little microaggressions like that. And so my, my family loves me and they're very supportive, but I felt like this wasn't something I could really talk to them about necessarily. But I've always, like ever since I was a little kid, like I've always, I think been on the journey of like, self love. Like, loving, like, figuring out ways to love myself and do things that make myself be the best version of me. Yeah, I don't know. I think a lot, I don't know. I think I've always just cared about also myself in relation to, like, the world because even though I didn't always have the most positive relationship with Black people, I loved being Black, and I cared a lot about, like, the representation of Black people. So, like, there were times when, like people around me would make comments like oh like those women are so ghetto and this is a fellow black person and i would like go off and i'm like you can't like you know label people like that and i would just it would take it very personally i've I've been like that since i was a little kid so yeah i would say a lot of it just comes from within
1: what about your friend group growing up now were these mostly people from like the white school that you went to or were they like people in the community that you grew up with? Like who did you feel you could connect with best from like a friend standpoint?
0: I would say it's really hard because like I don't have a specific group. I have a lot of friends that I've accumulated over the years and my friends understand me for like different reasons. But I will say like with my friends from predominantly white school, my fellow white classmates, they understood that I was different and they didn't like treat me in a bad way. They were just always trying to understand me and where I was coming from. And not like a science project or anything, but like, you know, we had a friendship. We had friendships, genuine friendships. And in order for to like support your friends, you have to understand the things that are bothering them, the things that, you know, might not make their life life so easy. And so I think I had Really good support from them in that sense, but I've also had a lot of black friends too, like out, like from my predominantly white school that have been very supportive and they kind of understand where I'm coming from because they're in this similar situation. So we're able to have these conversations. I think that's something things has been able that that's allowed me to navigate both communities like really well. Because I'm not, I'm not the type to say oh I only am friends with this type of person like I have all types of friends. And it's funny because here I feel like most of my friends aren't white, but like I get the same experience with my white friends that I did in high school because it's like people trying to understand people. Mm-hmm. So,
1: Now, how was that transition to USC?
0: Um, I would say it was really good. I don't know. I don't think I, I mean, I still haven't found like, Like, I have friends here, but for me, like, for someone to be, like, my real friend, we have to have cultivated a relationship for, like, a really long time. And, I mean, I have been blessed because I have great friends here who are very supportive and, you know, they make this experience so much better. And I'm lucky that I kind of met them early on. Um, So, I'm just, like, curious to see how, like, things are going to pan out because this is only, this is still only my second semester here. But, um... Yeah, I, I think it's also, I think I also had a good experience because I wanted so badly to like make the most out of this because I'm going to college and I feel like, I felt like, you know, these are the years I'm going to really shape myself and develop and I have to put myself out there. I have to be the best me that I can be so that I feel, I feel comfortable in that environment and I can thrive.
1: What do you think about... All these protests going on. There's a lot of very angry students, students of color that are like, "Man, like we're not getting our fair share at these universities. We pay all this money, we don't even have like access to the same resources that everybody else does." Yeah. Um. What do you What do you think about that? Because it's kind of like a epidemic across the nation. You know, people are angry.
0: Yeah. Well, I think it's like really exciting to see people angry. I think. It show, like I think our generation, people try to say that we know we don't care about social issues, but we do. And I think what hits like minority communities the most is like the socioeconomic factor, because we're here to get an education to make a better lives for ourselves. You know, we want a good job at the end of the day so that we can provide for ourselves and our families and our surrounding communities and it's really hard to do that when you when your parents aren't able to pay for this education and it's ridiculous that this tuition keeps going up and up and up and it's targeting these poor communities and i like my wish would be for um i don't know how it could be done but for people who are privileged to like better understand what's going on, like, the background behind, like, why minority students, you know, are so upset. Um, I'm not sure where that conversation can be had. Something tells me, I feel like, you know, with the whole campus climate resolution, like, maybe I'm, like, overlooking something, but I wish, like, um, Greek life was more involved in that, because I feel like if the like the presidents of those houses like have a lot of power and clout and influence, and I think that's where change is gonna come from. And so if we start like looking at this this system within our university that has so much control over the way the student body operates, if we can like generate more positive um, understanding persp- understandings of other people, I think that can help the situation because. I think this problem can be solved, but there's just a lot of backlash and a lot of lack lack of understanding and just like a lot of ignorance to like problems of other people. And so, I mean, I love that there's so many students here who are passionate about this issue and care and are going to work tirelessly to, you know, make this a better environment for themselves and for other students who don't have as easy of opportunities
1: yeah there's a lot of talk about um, these like safe spaces and all that Um, and it's real interesting like Greek life is a good example so you have like at USC at least you have the IFC with the majority of fraternities and sororities then you have like these cultural fraternities and sororities and I bet you at some point in time somebody uh, that was black or Asian order or whatever fought to get their own sorority for Asian people or black people, um, but I think the really the issue behind it is they're not together. Yeah, it's almost a way that they've separated the two. It's you do your thing, we're gonna do our thing, yeah. and at the time that probably made them happy because they're like, dang, we can finally do our thing. But now it's like a matter of man, like we want to be a part of your thing now, like we want access to the same resources you do. Yeah. Um, so I definitely think if like Greek life is huge here, like if it, there was a way to combine all of those fraternities and sororities that are cultural yeah. with the main student fraternity and sorority community, I think it'd be huge.
0: Yeah, and I think another thing is also like accountability, like because I know that there are certain issues with like insen- insensitivity, um, and so I just feel like if that could better be handled. Like and students understand why things are problematic. Like, I think that's why I like I love. I, I think I heard that USC took out the diversity requirement, but I like the class. Like I took Peoples and Cultures of the Americas last semester, and there was there were a lot of white students who genuinely didn't understand like a lot of the issues that like Black America faces and like these problems that are so deeply rooted that lead to these socioeconomic discrepancies today. And students were actually learning it. And I feel like that is where we're going to see these changes. Like I said, I feel like education is so important in general, but I feel like USC needs to make a greater effort at embedding these types of conversations into the education because that's one of the only places where you can, you know, merge everyone in one space. It's not like we're all going to have an assembly, you know, like, so I don't know
1: so you're currently a business major yes. you want to go into fashion yes does it ever worry you about entering a field like that being a black woman
0: not at all <laughs> because i feel like like one of the most interesting things I, I i find about business is like it thrives off of like alternate perspectives and same with fashion both of them like rely on the black female to enter that space and to bring in that perspective as into to that conversation that wouldn't be there without her. And I feel like I have a lot of understandings that could be valuable to both the business world and the fashion world because, like, I want to influence... Like, I have, like, a lot of... Like, I have a social justice, um, motive, I think, like, at the center of everything that I want to do. Um... And not even just having to do with race, like I'm very passionate about like the empowerment of women and just like people who don't have opportunity. Um, and so I feel like I can present a lot of different insights to both of those worlds that I think could be incredibly valuable. I don't think, I definitely don't think it will be easy because when people see me, they're gonna have assumptions about me um, that might affect, you know, them wanting to give me an opportunity or, or, them taking my word, but I'm not letting that stop me because I feel like that's like, like having that adversity is the thing that's going to make me stronger and it's going to make me even more valuable. And I think, I think in the end, it will contribute to a p- more positive, um, perception of black women.
1: I love it. Keep it up, girl. Keep it up. Thank you. (laughs) Um, So it sounds like you've grown quite a bit these two years at USC. Going back home and like dealing with friends from home, are you able to have these types of conversations with them? Or do you have to change like...
0: It's funny that you said that. Because like some people like they have become more quote unquote woke on these issues and so now like i was talking about a lot of these things in high school and people were like what what are you talking about like they just thought i just was always talking about race but now that they're like reading these things in their classrooms like i have a friend at brown and he recently read um oh what's that book the new jim crow and so he's asking me all these questions and we're talking about these things and it's like i it gets funny because some people, we're, it's like college has helped our relationship because we've grown in so many ways and we're able to understand each other and where each other's coming from a little bit better and we've been able to mature. Um, so I, it honestly depends on the people. Some people, they legitimately don't care, but like I kind of see them as a lost cause and like I could just kind of do my own thing. Yeah, so I think I'm like, I'm moving out of the space of thinking about my grade so much because I went to such a small school for a long time. I was very like conscious of like myself in relation to them, but like I'm slowly like deviating from that and um better able to assess myself like without thinking about them too much. I don't know. It's it's it, like college has been like really eye opening. And I think that's like one of the best things about having that grade to kinda of look back and say, Okay, this is like how we're gonna measure all of our growth. Um Yeah, and I'm looking forward to like the future.
1: What do you think was the most surprising thing you've experienced at UFC? You said it was eye opening to you, I guess. Was there any any particular events? Um or things that you learned about yourself, I guess.
0: Hmm. I'm not quite sure. I I don't know. It's really hard for me to like step back and look. Cause I feel like I'm very much so in this world of USC. I feel like I have become if anything, I think I've become more self-aware than I've ever been. Like I've always wanted to really be self-aware. But I think I've taken that to whole new levels. I think like hmm I think one of the most eye-opening things is seeing students so passionate like about their goals and I that's that's been really refreshing because I love surrounding myself with people who, you know, are very much so involved in the in like their life and the in their future because that's like kind of how I am and I didn't really get that in high school. Um, A lot of people didn't know what they wanted to do, but there's a lot of people here who are very motivated and passionate and I think like seeing people, a lot of people like that at such a young age, it's shocking, but it's really like a great thing to see and I just like hope that that continues.
1: Cool. Um, So the question i like to end it on, so we, we talked about a lot, you know, like you growing up, time here at USC, um, can you finish this sentence? I'll never forget the time when.
0: I, I think I'll never forget the time when I graduated high school. And to be specific, like, we, um, like, at our graduation, because our high school was so small, like, every, like when a student came up, like, they said, like, a little spiel about them and I remember like my the president or the headmaster of my high school he was he started off like Chelsea you are a model student with a bright and beautiful mind inspiring infusing energy and light into all interactions and then I kind of forgot the middle but it ended like you hold yourself like a model like in the best way possible and it was just like like and he talked about like my um my involvement, like, I was on the tennis team, and I was, like, the ana- the announcer, and I used to do things in a funny voice, and I was just, I was um, the editor of a literary magazine in my high school, and he just, like, mentioned all these little, and, like, oh, he talked about like, my leadership and culture clubs in high school, and it was just, like, a very defining moment, because I'm, like, wow, people have noticed all these things about me and are able to s- articulate me and my dreams and my goals and my interests in such a positive way um and it was just like a really exciting moment I just remember like looking out to the audience and my family was smiling like my dad was so happy my mom was so happy and like even my grade like a lot of them were like very like happy for me and I just thought it was like a really beautiful moment and I'm gonna ever forget that.